Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 11th episode of the podcast with myself and Josh. Hello. Uh, we didn't do an episode last week because it was my birthday. We were dying. Oh, we were so hungover. Uh, it was my birthday this Saturday, and then we went out all day Saturday, had a day session, first day back out after a four-month lockdown. Yeah, um, four and a half months of no drinking did not do well. Yeah, I ha- I used to have like the occasional drink just on like a Friday or Saturday night in during lockdown, but it was like one or two, and then we decided to go to the pub at two o'clock in the afternoon. And yes, I don't remember getting home really. Um, I had I didn't have a drop from New Year's Eve until your birthday. That's so good, man. I did I did um dry January. That yeah. was quite easy to do, really. Obviously, being locked down, but then. Hit me for like a fucking freight train. Oh man! Damn One it. beer in, I was like, I am steaming. Yeah, and obviously we're outside as well, so there's no like, oh, wait till the fresh air hits you. It just hits you yeah. straight away. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, we had a great day. We had some real nice food, loads of beers. We did. We did. The weather was really good. We were all in yeah. shit shirts, which was great nice. Shirts. Yeah. Apparently, I carried that over to yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah, and of uh, of course, I'm sure most of you have seen on social media yesterday the rugby team, Thursday rugby team, we played against the cricket team that we are partnered with, the Stinchcombe Stragglers, in just a, a one-off bit of fun. It was a pre-season. Oh, it's be every year now. Well, yeah, it is now. It's going to be. Gonna make it annual, yeah. We'll get a trophy, get it engraved. Um, and you were the MVP. I I was MVP yesterday. Um, by, I, selected by both teams. Well, I think that was mainly because I wasn't as drunk as. The rest of our team, but and you retired on fifty. No, I'm retired you on took fifty. Two wickets, three wickets, two wickets. Got a catch as well. Yeah, but it was a good crack. I mean, I don't think they expected us to be that good. Be incredible at cricket. I don't think we expected to be that good. Um, I had every faith in you guys winning that. It was so good. I did feel a bit sorry for them at one point when their opening batsman got bowled out by one of our players that's never played cricket before and he was literally only wearing a bucket hat and budgie smugglers <laughs> and I thought oh my word that kid's never going to live it down but <laughs> it was a great day um, got some money behind the bar at the club lush weather nice to see probably 30-40 people up there I reckon yeah mate nice like different groups of people as well some mm. of the older guys as well yeah yeah it was really nice and then uh, we had some drinks after to celebrate and after saying last week that I wasn't going to drink this weekend, yeah, ended up getting absolutely hammered. Um, yeah. So next weekend I won't be drinking, but we'll see what happens. Um, I really enjoyed the phone call this morning telling us off. Yeah, what was that about? Chairman not very happy. Yeah, it's not even him. It's bar <laughs> people. Uh, he was like, I get it. I was like, I know you get it. What's the but... first social back? Yeah, what what are you expecting? Of course we're going to be running around in our budgie smugglers. It was yeah. sunny and, you know, we're, we're basically team budgie smuggler. Yeah, we're affiliated with them, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yesterday was a quality, quality day. Nice to be socialising with our rugby mates again. Um, yes. For the first time in, I can't remember the last time we had a social, to be honest. Um, October? Mm, yeah. Maybe. Well, bo- Boxing Day, kind of. A uh, Boxing Day, kind of, yeah. Um, but like a proper one. Yeah, I mean, last summer a little bit, I guess. But uh... yeah, no. So it was really nice. Nice to see everyone yesterday. Um, feeling mildly average today at best. Um, oh, yeah. Although I got 
dragged out for a walk today. Did fight did a five k walk today around the golf course, which was nice actually. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, I had like, I was shivering when I woke up, and I had the shakes real bad. And then we got to the top of the golf course, and it was re- the weather has, has been amazing the past week or two yeah, weeks boy. really. So it was really nice actually. It made me feel a lot better. And then I came home, ate a massive bag of crisps, and I was just watching some TV really. Um, what crisps did you have this time? You had the uh, vegan sensations, didn't you last time? Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Today I just went for. Um, the kettle crisps, the lightly salted one, they were on nice. offer, and my body is lacking salt and hydration at the moment, so I thought, <laughs> let's get my salt levels back up. Um, yeah, but uh, good catch-up. You had a good week? Work? Still busy? God, I can't remember. I can't remember much before cricket. Didn't you go to Canesham this week? Oh, yeah, I went to Corsham. Yeah. Corsham. Went back on site to the office. How was that? Yeah, didn't like it. No? No, didn't 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 like the confinement of being in the office again. Yeah. Didn't get to eat like normal. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe grumpy. You can sort of do what you want, can't you, when you're home? Yeah. It, it was it was good to go down and, you know, see people again and stuff and nice to see people from my company. But um I think I'm fully, fully behind the worker from home thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't the bigger, biggest advocate of it at first, but now, now having been back to the office, and I'm going again this week, I'm going again the week after. Like, yeah, it is the best way to be. Yeah, I think I'd um I'd struggle personally. I think because I struggle to be motivated to do stuff inside my home. If that makes sense, that yeah. isn't isn't yeah. just like a little bit of cleaning, a little bit of tidying up, like. Like we discussed about gym motivation, yeah. when the gy- when the gyms are shut, I don't want to do anything at home. I don't want to do home workouts. Um, yeah, I think I'd struggle with it to be honest, but I guess it, it obviously works for some people. And we've said it before, uh, you and I are both very much the same, and we, that we need a routine. And I guess yeah. from home, you can control that routine a lot more than hmm. if you were in the office. Um, and then Friday, I had a half day. I went to Bristol for Pez's birthday. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so my my liver is not okay. Yeah, shriveling up. It's like a piece of mm. leather. Mm-hmm. Um, what so about yeah. you? Oh, same old work. Uh, what was I doing the lates this week? Um, missed rugby. Missed rugby. Can play rugby this week though. Back on early. He's got the five a.m. alarm set, ready for tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, I need to cook all my food for tomorrow as well. Get me lunch ready for work and my breakfast, etc. Yeah. Um. So yeah, normal week, standard all week. Um. Nice to be in the gym as as always. Um. Yes. And now the weather's even better. Um. It just puts it puts me in a better mood. I think the sunshine. Yeah. When I well for where I work, there's no windows in the factory, so we can't yeah you know, can't actually see outside until you physically go outside. Yeah. Uh. So it's a nice surprise when I leave at two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever and the sun's beaming down and yeah etc um but yeah uh so today we're talking about education in schools um lack of education maybe too much education Mm. forced into education that you don't want to do uh the quality education yeah define education the quality of the education you're getting you're receiving um Mm. of course we'll probably just be talking from our experience but um, and the main reason that I wanted to talk about this was on our episode the other week when I asked you who 
well, not who Prince Philip was, but oh, what God. he what he had done. Yeah, was made me realise that you don't really get taught about that at school. We weren't yeah, taught about. Yeah. I guess you could say we were taught about our history, but it was like so. This was the date of World War One. This was the date of World War Two. Uh, well, one of them was in 1914, I think. Was that yeah. World War Two? No. Oh, yeah. you make me want to die. See, this is this is what I mean. <laughs> I mean, bear in mind, I left school six years ago, but I haven't done history since year nine, so that would probably be about nine years ago. But this is what I wow, mean. What, yeah. What we're taught at school wow. is it. This is the argument. Is it still relevant? Is it relevant to be taught? what we're being taught or doing to be taught more important things like our history, mm-hmm. for example, you know, I mean, I honestly couldn't really tell you. I don't know when, who was it? Uh, the, what was the battle at Dunkirk? Couldn't, couldn't tell you when that was. Wouldn't have a clue. All to I know. Be fair, that, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think I'm sure when Dunkirk was. All I know that was, it was Winston Churchill in charge at that time. Mm. Um, because the whole fight them on the beaches speech. Yeah. But yeah, I just think like, well, I mean, a, a subject like history, I'm not really that interested in, or I wasn't in back then, but... I feel like 1939. Yeah? I'm going to look it up. When was World War Two? 1939. Ah, right. Probably then, then. But yeah, I just feel like the stuff... Nin- 1940. Cool. Yeah, right. But see, yeah, like, 19, why aren't we taught more about that? About and like our history and um, what do you call it when we try to take over the world? Uh, colonialism. That's it. We weren't taught about that at all. So <laughs> no, because if they did that, then that would have to open up. Well, this is it. Everything isn't it? This... bad that we've done. Yeah, we only get taught the good bits of our history when we defended our country and won wars yeah. and stuff, not when... It's basically we... a propaganda tool. It is, isn't it? It really is. Let's not go down this route. Oh, we're going to have to. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. My like, mind's well, already boring. It sounds stupid, but like the Commonwealth Games, mm. I didn't know that they were Commonwealth Games because it just involves countries. We used to own all your country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, d- I didn't know. I thought it was sort of like the fucking the EU. You just sort of get put into this <laughs> this group no yeah we oppressed all of these people yeah we stole all of their artifacts and now we won't give yeah. them back but they look great in our museums yeah well exactly and even though they're not parts of our history we'll, we'll have them no 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 that doesn't matter <laughs> the all that stuff doesn't matter they just look good yeah so this is it this is this is the argument what you taught at school isn't relevant isn't important and we need to be taught more important things we need to be taught the good and the bad history because it's still history and we could go on down a huge rabbit hole of um we mentioned it yesterday to a lad at the cricket game uh i can't remember his name now colston when his statue got torn down in bristol i can't remember that conversation no i mean that's the only part of that conversation i remember and it probably lasted about 20 minutes but i was there when it got torn down and then on the drive home saw it got thrown into the harbour but to me that should be in a museum because it's a part of history but no one Mm. wants to talk about our negative side of history I don't know why you can't just remove fundamental parts of your history just because you don't like it you need to be taught about it 
There's a there's a famous quote, and I could have Googled this to make me sound even more intelligent than I am, but I'm going to Google it now. Um, the quote is, history is written, is written by the victor. Um, here we go. Who said that? I don't want an article. The suspense builds. Okay, so it, it seems to have been an, a bastardization of something that Winston, Winston Churchill said. Oh, right. Is it implying yeah. that the victor can rewrite history effectively? Yes, that is exactly it. So right. his, history is only written from the perspective of the guy that comes out on top. Yeah. So you okay. won't fully understand everything and everything won't be in the right perspective and stuff because you're not going to have both sides because there's only ever one winner. Which is Very pretty true. damn true. Yeah. yeah. I, a thought that popped into my head the other day was how do historians get paid how do they make uh, their money in their bank accounts I reckon do they just ha 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 do they just <laughs> <laughs> what do they do just read history and then relay it to people and then just no, get this paid? is why it's such a ridiculous thing to be interested in obviously I did a history degree yeah so it, it, it's really narrow you you either become like you work in a museum like Chalkley yeah, he did history and classics and stuff. So you can work in a museum and look after um, history things. Oh god, I'm so hungry for the word escape me. Um, history like bits in museums that you're actually interested in. Yeah. Um, you can be a curator for areas that you're interested in. You become a teacher, which is obviously I don't know if I've said that before. There's a route that I nearly went down and then decided I, I hate people. Yeah. And, well. Worst of all, children. So probably children not a good are the worst. Yeah. Or what most historians do is publish work on bits of history. So they'll write books, textbooks, that kind of thing, uh, about very, very, very specific things about history. I don't know if I have any here. Um, obviously, because I have a history degree, I have an immense library of books. Actually, hang the fuck on, hang about. Not that people can see this, but I have my box of uni books is actually right here. Um, How convenient! Yeah. Um. So, Jeremy Bowen, very famous historian, has this whole book on a war that lasted for six days. In the Middle East. Jesus. So he will get published for this and then make money off every book. Um, you get high-level summaries like this, a history of the Arab people by this dude. So he will publish work on that very specific event and make a shit ton of money off it. And it's, it's that kind of thing. They, they research very specific parts of history or themes... And this is a good one. This is one of my favourite books. This is about Al-Qaeda 9-11. Um, they will basically build like a business case for an interesting part of history that they can write something about. And it's normally controversial so that they can get the, the funding to actually do it. Yeah. And then they'll publish books on it and they make money from publishing books going on 
speaking to us about them. Um, documentaries, TV shows in which they can basically be paid for their opinions, essentially. Right, okay. I get Yeah, I get you now. Um... Don't judge me by the books I've just read out, but my best results in uni came from genocide, um, nuclear war, and the Nazis. Well, those are all very important things that yes, happened the in most history. interesting bits of history. It's just they're also the darkest bits of history. Yeah, hence why Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> he's probably a very interesting man. He just yeah, he was a vegan. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. See, every day's a learning Shot day. Shot his dog as well. He what? Shot his dog. Why? They were testing out the cyanide that they were going to take in the bunker and they put up, used up the dog first and then they shot the dog as well. Why the f- Oh, right. Lovely. Yeah. Um, what a monster. That was way worse than anything else he did. Yeah, that's worse than being a vegan. Yeah. Um, and he yes. six million Jews. Yeah, well, arguably, but... <laughs> we could uh, a side note as well I think we'll have to do an episode on conspiracy theories because oh god no I was you looking at, I. I was looking at <laughs> some at work the other day and this lad I work with is like super super interested in them and uh, is he thick well he did think that the moon landing was faked and I so he's thick yeah I, I didn't know really what to say to that one I mean some conspiracy theories do have like backup and evidence, you know. But anyway, that's another episode. Um, but uh, I only brought that because of the whole Hitler theory that he never died and he went to live in Argentina. And you can yeah, go that's visit, a hilarious one. Yeah, you can go and visit his house that he lived in apparently. Um, but yeah, history. Yeah. See, well, this is it. We didn't really get taught about well, humongous events in in history we got taught when the dates were for world war one and two which escaped my mind we didn't get taught much about the um the six million jewish people that got killed um you don't really get taught about anything you didn't get taught about the royal family was one thing um which i'm not quite sure why because the older generation so for me that would be people that are i don't know 40 plus let's say Mm -hmm are very much, I would say, the majority of them are royalists. Yeah. Um, but then there's probably a very good reason why they are. Whereas people of our generation and younger are very much against the royals. Yeah. Uh, which is a weird divide, but I'm sure we can talk about that another time. Um, but yeah, other things in school that you just, I just think aren't relevant. Controversial one, RE. <laughs> When, religious education I think I don't really understand why I get why you need to be taught about other religions because like my opinion you can believe in whatever you want like crack on it's, it's a good thing you know I'm mm. not faith not faithful that's the wrong word isn't it I'm not a man of you're faith not, you're not religious I'm not religious at all but I don't uh, say that people that are religious are wrong you know they mm. believe in whatever they want I understand that you do need to be taught about other people's religions to understand them and accept them. Um, otherwise, you'll go around thinking that everyone's a dickhead because they believe in something and you don't. Um, and I'm not a fan of people that, like... I would describe myself as an atheist, but not really, because I don't... 
I so I don't believe in any god, mm. but I'm not like, oh, you're an idiot if you believe in God, blah blah blah. I just don't believe in him. Yeah. And I don't I don't get why people get so angry at someone not believing in God, which is weird. And I think Ricky Gervais put it best. He says some controversial things, but he does say some smart things. And one of the best things he said was, "There's something like three thousand gods that are yeah. that people believe in," and he doesn't believe in just one more than someone that believes in Jesus or someone that believes yeah. in you know Buddha or someone like that. So why is he a bad person for not believing in just one more? Um, which is the best way to put it, I think. But yeah, religious education. Do you need to be taught much of that at school? Maybe a little so- bit. I think this, this is actually this is a conversation or topic that deserves a lot more justice than we're about to give it because Very we're both true. hungover. Yeah. Um, school's a really interesting concept because you've got to think of it in terms of away from environmental factors like where you're brought up, who you're brought up by, that kind of thing, what happens at home. Basically, going to school is a blank slate and they have to elicit things out of you what you're interested in what you excel in so that you you go into something when you're older or they build you to be something that's ready for the real world and i think there's two really interesting sides of the argument because for for people like i mean i'm not a good example i have a history degree and i don't use it um but people who, from a young age, excel at something like maths in primary school will continue to do well at that at secondary school and won't give a damn about the other... I mean, how many subjects do you pick in year, for year 10 and 11? You pick, like, nine subjects, only or something? Yeah, something like that. So they, they pick all the others, probably full well knowing that they're not going to do anything with them, but they build you to be a rounded person, so say, which then... Is the curriculum right to build someone as a rounded person? What is a rounded person? Um, but then they, they'll do that at GCSEs, they'll do it at A levels, they'll do it at uni, and now they're probably someone could be a famous like mathematician, that kind of thing. But for people who get into careers when they finish school, sixth form, uni, whatever, um, you aren't in something that's traditionally linked with something you would learn in school. Like, you're assembly, aren't you, at Renishaw? Yeah, yeah. I'm a project controls consultant for the Ministry of Defence, none of which I got taught about at school. Um, so, why not? But then, does what we are taught in school create us as rounded people to then make the informed decisions about what we do? So, the, your point around RE... In an ideal world, rose tinted glasses on, RE would teach you that there are multiple different things available to you, or none of them. But it teaches you to be able to accept that other people have those beliefs. Now, unfortunately, because of social media, I'm going to blame social media, fuck social media, you are often told that your decision or your choice is wrong because so-and-so doesn't believe in that, so-and-so doesn't advertise that. Thus, that environmental factor that I mentioned at the start of this little rant, you know, completely changes who you are as a person, and that's why social media is so powerful. But to bring it all the way back, are we taught in school 
the things that we actually need to be functioning in society and be able to make those decisions? Uh, my answer to that question would be no. I agree. Um, uh, just to go over a couple of points you made before moving on. I think you're you're completely right. When you go into school, you are effectively a sponge ready to mm. absorb anything that a teacher says to you. Because when you're at the age of five or six, let's be honest, you don't really retain anything apart from how to spell your own name and how to count yeah. to ten or something. But when you start getting into year four, year five, and then you're told, right, in year six, you've got, is it was it the SATs? Or yes. SATs, yeah. Um, yeah. This will determine what, you know, set you're in in secondary school, you really need to try hard, blah, blah, blah. Back then, it was sort of like all fun and games. School was easy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. People now, I look back and think, my God, school was possibly the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. What, going to school, what, 8 o'clock till 3 o'clock and you probably get an hour and a half, two hours of break time. You do PE, you sit with your mates, stuff like that. You're Like you say, they're trying to make you rounded people, aren't they? They don't. It's almost like they don't want you to just excel at one thing. They want you to be good at everything. And why not? Why wouldn't they want you to be good at everything? But, big but, it's very rare that someone is good at everything. Because, like you, uh, like you said, if you're good at one subject like maths, you're gonna focus on maths and try and make that even. You try and yeah. make yourself even better at maths. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it was PE. I was terrible with uh, English. I was really bad. At, I had to retake my GCSE with English. Um, science was terrible at that. Had to do a B Tech in the end because I couldn't pass the exam. Science is shit. Yeah, I mean science, load bollocks anyway. But that's another conversa- conversation. But for PE, for me, it was where I, I loved it. I loved taking part in PE. I'm sure you were the same. I did my mm-hmm. work experience when I went back to my primary school, as you did. Um, helped out <laughs> yeah. after school. Did refereeing for younger age groups, all this, etc. Now, took it as a GCSE. Took it as an A-level. And then I've done absolutely zero, zero yeah. things with it. I've never, ever had a job to do with sport. No. In, in general. as well. Yeah, I, and it, like you said, you've got a history degree, you don't use it. I think that's so common for people that go to university. Mm. Um, I know people that have got degrees in maths and stuff like that, and yeah. they they work with me at Renishaw on, mm. the assemb- on the assembly line because they can't get a job in their chosen field. Or well, they don't want to by the time they're done studying. Now, we have a lot of that in my company. We do a grad scheme. And they wouldn't even mind me saying this to you because we were literally talking about this this week. One of the girls on the grad scheme is, she's going to be an excellent consultant. Um, she has a PhD, so she is a, she's Dr. Natalie in, uh, she's never going to listen to this, so she's not going to correct me ever. It's like biomedic stuff. By the time she finished doing her PhD, she hated it. So, so she finished, yeah, she finished the PhD for the sake of finishing it, and now she's training to become a project manager. How many years at university is a PhD? Five? So you do... Or does it depend do how long f- your course is? Um, well, there's a few things. Your undergrad is three years, yeah. which gives you what I've got. Then depending on the layout of the course, to do a master's, they can do it as a tag-on one year. So it'd be that would be four years so far, or they can do it part time and it would be five years. 
uh, a two-year, so it would be a five-year accumulation. And then the PhD is like four years on top. Jesus Christ. So you're talking about studying from the age of 18 through to, I don't know, 27-ish? I can imagine why you would hate that subject. And we, we've just had two more, the current grad scheme PhDs. So the same age as me, never had a real job because they've been studying for this time. You know what I mean? Like a bio yeah, job. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They've been studying for this entire time. One of them is another scientist and one of them is has got a history doctorate. And he, he even lived in Asia doing his doctorate and now he's come to be a project manager. Nothing to do with their, their PhD and what they've done. And this this is it. I can, I can only imagine what the student debt is after doing a PhD. It must be just insane. I can't because my my three years before the fees went up is twenty five grand. Yeah. And the interest that I that accumulates monthly is more than my monthly payments, so it's constantly going up as well. That's just ridiculous, isn't it, man? It just... It's another form of tax. It makes no it's, sense. It's an education to... tax. Yeah, and this was my argument. So, my family, not many people ever went to university. I think my mum was the only one of my immediate yeah. family that did. Um, and I think she will be the only one. I don't think either of my sisters will go to university. Um, my argument was, what's the point of me getting into what would have been 30, 35 grand's worth of debt? Because I think the prices went up by the time I was yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to study, I would have, I guarantee you right now, I would have failed as well because yeah. going off of my GCSE and my A-level results, I would have not been interested really would have preferred to just have the social life which is what my sixth form years were yeah i would have wasted loads of money loads of time to get a potentially to get a degree in something that i would never use unless you know i did a degree in i don't know sports therapy uh or something along those lines that's what i would have gone for i would have done something in sport because that's what i wanted to do that's my argument of why i didn't go to university and i think that's why a lot of people don't go to university because there's examples like yourself that you did a history degree, you know, you nailed it, but now you do a job that has nothing to do with it. Not that that's a bad yeah. thing at all. No, 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 of course. Um, I think it's university is a difficult one. I mean, we can are we going to go down this route? I will, let's enjoy doing this. Let's keep going. We can do. Yeah, I will say one thing about schools and university. When I was in sixth form, I would think there was about. Maybe a hundred of us in sixth form. We had quite a small sixth form. Um, So when you're applying for university, they want to get all your UCAS stuff sorted out and apply for this X, Y, and Z. There was only about 10 of us that didn't want to go to university from uh, my school, my year. They literally chucked us in a ICT classroom for one hour a week. And they just said, just do what you want. Do some homework (laughs) or something. They didn't say oh here's some apprenticeship schemes you should look at here's yeah this bad, is yeah. this is how you do this this is how you do that if you're not going to university you know you need to start looking for jobs this is mm. uh, what you should do in a job interview we didn't do any of that it was oh right let's get all the golden students that are going to uni let's get them sorting their UCAS application out and let's really help them oh but you don't want to go to university right you can go to the back of the classroom we're not really interested in you that was the yeah. one of the most negative things I have I've taken from the sixth form where I went to um but yeah, carry on. University. I just think, like, talk about uni and stuff. 
so in school, I never did as well. I consistently underachieved because I am someone that I it's really hard to motivate me. So even and I coasted everything. So I got GCSEs. I got like one A, ten Bs, and I two or three Cs or something. I passed everything. I didn't revise. I did nothing to get that. So I got an A in history, and I got Bs in your other big ones like English, maths, um, PE, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I didn't work for it. Sixth form was even worse because I had my shoulder reconstructed uh, when I was in between GCSE and year 12. I had my shoulder reconstructed. And then I was on codeine, which anyone that's had codeine, you should not be taking that shit when you're like 15, 16. <laughs> I was then on that for like three years because I couldn't come off it after my shoulder reconstruction. And I came out of sixth form with like a C in two weeks and I'd been predicted ABB. And I was like, right, managed to get to uni through clearing only because I had literally had no other options presented to me, like you said. And for me, my, I obviously I went to uni, my two cousins went to uni. My one auntie's been to uni. Mum's done a degree while she's been an adult, but didn't go to uni kind of thing. It's so, like an open uni, sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think the NHS paid for her to do one, so she did it through Harbury and stuff. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so I, 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 I got into clearing because I just thought, right, well, I'm going to go to uni, no matter where I go. I obviously ended up, ended up going to the, the worst uni in the world. <laughs> but it, it was brilliant. And I came out of that with a, a 2-1, which is your equivalent of an A grade. Nice. Um, two marks of a, a first, which is an A star kind of thing. Not that any of that means anything, to be fair. Because, well, I, uni uni's great because you live away from home for three years. It teaches you to be independent. It teaches you to look after yourself. It teaches you um, how to make friend, new friends. You get to reinvent yourself because uh, no, no one knows you. Um, you had to do a lot of growing up, I think. Uh, I, I did anyway. Um, and you, you can kind of figure yourself out a bit. But none of that matters because I don't have a job that I use my degree in. Now, I have, for work, I have to use skills that I attained doing my degree, but that's because I did a history degree and it taught me certain things like analysing data, that kind of thing. And... For the, my kickoff job at the civil service, you had to have a degree to apply to get in. Any degree. Could have been a fucking degree in Mickey Mouse kind of thing. But mm. any degree. But now, in my role in my company, I run um, a, a project controls academy. So I hire people every single year for this. And I've just, six months ago, I hired five people. And we purposely don't look for people with degrees. We look for people that have life experience. So we want to see the careers they've done in the past. And we have a grad scheme and they try and throw us people that they don't accept from the grad scheme, but they think, oh, they could do the product controls academy. And it's a hard no because they don't have any real life experience. We want people that have worked in different places, different industries, got different inputs and stuff. And I think where this is going to link back is that the things you you do in life, the things you you discover... Um, not necessarily the things you were taught, but the things that you actually um, learn on a day-to-day basis, things that happen, are far more important than what you can study. 
Yeah, I, oh, well, I completely agree. Obviously, I don't have any experience of, of university, but like you said, in the just then in your job application stuff where you purposely don't look for people with degrees because mm. what have they been doing for the past three years? They've been tucked up in a bedroom studying and they haven't been getting life skills and uh, yeah and i know that because i've done it so i can see yeah like, yeah bullshit on it because i'm like what have you actually done then like, well this this is it yeah and um i nearly got a, a 2-1 uh, i nearly got a first getting pissed four times a week playing rugby games twice a week and turning up for eight hours of lecture a week like i know exactly what you've been doing for three years yeah yeah <laughs> We well, when I was uh, working at the pub, we used to get quite a lot of people apply uh, just for bar roles over summer. Yeah, just a bit of summer work, and uh, usually we we never really hired that many people. But I remember this one girl came in, um, just said, "Are you accepting CVs?" I said, "Yeah, I'll pass it on to my manager." And I had a look at it. Was, as, as was this when I was there? No, no, this was yeah. this was last. Uh, no, not last year. Sorry, uh, the year before. Um, and on paper, this was possibly like the best CV I'd ever seen in my life. It was laid out so well. This girl had A star in every GCSE. She had A stars in her A levels. She wow. played hockey for Wales. She had the gold. Jesus. Yeah, she had the gold Duke of Edinburgh award. Oh. Um, all whilst at the age of eighteen. What a legend! Yeah, like a, a very very good applicant. Straight away, I put that piece of paper in the bin because. Yeah she would be absolutely terrible in a pub. Yeah. Because having all these accolades, yeah, that's very good. But really, are you going to get on in a country pub where you're going to have to put up with some shit from people? You're going to have shit times. You need to know how to communicate with people of all different ages, backgrounds, uh, abilities, disabilities. Mm. And I'm sorry, but all these, you know, achievements you've got don't contribute to any of these skills that you need. Um, yeah, you don't you don't actually have life skills and people skills. No, that, that's it, and uh, a lot of pieces of paper. Yeah, it's like the whole argument with uh, when you apply for jobs and they say, "Oh, we need four years of experience." Yeah. Um. Right, yeah, hang on. Me. How do I get the experience if I can't get a job in the first place? Yeah. You know, um, it's very rare now. I mean, I look for jobs quite a lot. It's very rare that it says you need a degree to yeah. look for one. And like you said, with your civil servant job. When people are looking for someone with a degree, it just lets them know that someone's willing to go through the time and effort to obtain that degree. Like you said, it could be a degree in anything. Yeah. But the fact that you've stuck by it for so long to achieve that, they know, you know, that's the sort of person they're looking for. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, just to touch on that now, just because I can see people are going to get triggered by some of the stuff I've said there. And people have started talking to me about this shit when we see them. So I'm going to defend myself now. <laughs> I'm not devaluing a degree. And I know that a lot of degrees, you have to have like eight, nine hours a day FaceTime, like in lectures, with lecturers and stuff to to get your degree. And I think what devalues that is that some people who do, oh, I don't know if I can trigger some fucking, <laughs> like travel and tourism or hospitality or 40 yeah <laughs> or um child management like nursery degree that is not the same as studying eight hours a day in a lab with lectures doing something they're not the same thing they shouldn't be looked at in the same way but 
everywhere that says you, you need a degree, they are seen in the same light. And I think that that's completely wrong. That is, that shouldn't be a thing because someone, for me, it, literally nine hours a week for three years, I have lectures. So in a, in a normal work week of 40 hours or 37 hours, I had nine hours of lectures and that was it. So the amount of effort I had to put in versus someone who's in like a science degree where they're in eight, nine hours a day is completely different and they shouldn't be seen the same way. No, I do agree with you on that one. Even though you're still uh, obtaining a degree mm. uh, of some sort or whatever it would be, at whatever level, you know, two, one, first, yeah. whatever it is, um, you simply are not doing the same amount of work. No. Not at all. Quite, quite simply, you know. Um, oh yeah, it's it's a tough one because so how I would relate to that is uh, at work where I work every year you get a pay review. So you get, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure as you probably do as well at yours, you know, you get yeah. called it called in for a meeting. Right, well this is your yearly review, blah blah blah, etc. Yeah, et six monthly. Yeah, yeah. So what I don't like is that automatically when I start a job because we're still young if I do I do the same job as pretty much 90% of the staff at at Renishaw where I work because we are we're a factory we're in it we're all in the assembly line just because you're 10 years older than me why are you getting paid more if we have zero I mean this is a completely different subject to our schools teaching you the right thing but (laughs) if if I go into a into a brand new job with someone 10 years older than me, we've both got zero experience in this job. Why are they getting paid more than me? Mm-hmm. Because they're not doing a better job than me. You know, I have this exact same issue at work at the moment. I, yeah. It, it, it really annoys me because and I'm going to sound cocky now, but I know I am better than a lot of the older people where I work because yeah. where I work, it's a very, very comfortable job. You get mm. a half day on a Friday, you get, uh, a free gym with work you get a christmas hamper every year um yeah. you know you get so many benefits but just because you're 40 years old doesn't mean you work harder than me it doesn't yeah. mean you make more products than me you know and it's just a bit like well i know you've been here a bit longer but if i'm putting out more work than you yeah. and i'm getting better results why are you why am I not being... I'm not saying their pay should come down. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, why can't my pay go up more often? And it's not just where I'm working now. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah It's every job I've ever been in. Uh, and I think it's the same for everyone. And um, it's just frustrating. You know, it's not... I don't... Where you work now, it, your pay is based on your age, not on your ability. Mm-hmm. And that's really frustrating for some... I, I know I'm not doing the hardest job in the world, but... It's just like, well, why am I working as hard as I am if someone that's working half as hard as me is getting paid more? So I have a, a bit of... It, it's the same theme, but I'm slightly different within that than your experience. So I've been at my company for just over two years now, which means I have four years' experience in what I do because I did it for two years at the civil service first. So that's a fair amount of experience. And I got promoted from a junior consultant to a consultant. Um uh, September, I think. And there was a guy who was on the scheme, who's a junior consultant now, who's like seven years older than me. And because he's older than me, he thinks he should be 
a higher level than me uh, and to get paid more than me. And because of this, and I know it's an issue, because of this has zero respect for the experience I've got. So despite the fact that I'm younger, and I know I'm younger and stuff, I still have a shit ton more experience. Like I've been doing this for a lot longer, very fucking well, despite this being the way that I actually am at work as well. The, everything you hear here is exactly how I conduct myself at work too. Um, so yeah, th- this guy is creates a lot of issues in me with a distinct lack of respect for experience kind of thing. And it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, I, I bet it is. It's it's the whole thing of uh, of older people, older generation t- thinking that they are owed respect. Yeah. yeah. But in my eyes, oh, it sounds so like philosophical and so like dickish. But respect is earned. It's not. Yeah. You don't absolutely just demand it. Um, you know, and it, it pisses a lot of people off when you act like that. But at the same time, why should I give you respect if you're coming into the room demanding that I give you respect? Automatically, I'm going to think you're a wanker. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that guy at your place, how can someone justify wanting more money purely on their age, even though yeah. they've got four years less experience? Yeah, exactly. That makes no sense at all. You know, it's so frustrating like that whole problem with work is just so frustrating. But it's petty. It is. At school, do they teach you about this? Do they teach you about minimum no. wage? Do they teach you what you should be earning it by when you're a certain age? Do they teach you about pensions? Yeah. Taxes. Oh my Christ. I mean so this is going Money. on to the, ne- the next topic I wanted to talk about. Um because yeah. we got another fifteen, twenty minutes yet. Let's go then. What would you have wanted to be taught at school? Now when I was at sixth form <laughs> We had two hours a week where we had life skills lessons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, when you're 17, 18... Is that like critical thinking and stuff? No, no, it's it's worse than that. Uh. When you're 17, 18 and you're in sixth form and you've got two hours a week where the subject is called life skills, I do, I not, need to be, I do not need to be taught about alcohol and drugs when I'm 17, 18. Was that it? Literally, I shit you not, <laughs> that was it. You need to be taught this when you're 12, 13, yeah. which to be fair, you are, and you have your sex education and stuff, etc., etc. You're Before still being you're doing it all. Exactly. You're, <laughs> but we're still being taught this when you're 17, 18, when you've already done it all. Yeah. It makes no sense. I, to me, life skills, like you just said, t- how do you pay your taxes? Yeah. If you cool. become self employed, you've got to do your own taxes unless you get an accountant. Yeah. How do you apply for a mortgage? How do you get a credit rating? Yeah. You know, all these valuable... How do you get a credit card? You know, yeah. all, all these things that... Okay, something... Credit card's not necessary, but is definitely helpful. Well, it is to get a good credit score to get a mortgage, isn't it? Like, Well, quite exactly. And that is literally the only reason I got a credit card when I was yeah, 17, 18, I think. Um, it's so frustrating why we are not taught more important things. And this is going back to my whole, well, if you're at school and you don't go to uni, you've forgotten about, basically. Yeah. They're not really interested in you because the kids that do go to uni make the school's stats look better. Oh, well, this year we sent 95% of our students to university. Yeah, probably some funding linked to it or something. Exactly. um, That's what it comes down to, I think. But it's really frustrating. And as stupid as it sounds, 
they don't teach you about well, how do you change oil on your car? Mm. How do you change a tire on your car? Yeah. And that may sound stupid to some people, but I quite literally have been sat in someone's car two years ago, I think it was. And it, he won't mind me saying this, it was 40. We were on the <laughs> motor, we were on the motorway and his tire blew out and he did yeah. really well to control it. Luckily, we were literally pulling off at that junction. Yeah. So we stopped up in the lay-by as quickly as we could, jumped out. I said, have you got your spare? And, you know, and your, um, what the fuck it's called? I Jack can't remember stuff. Jack, that's it, yeah. Um, and he said, yeah, it's in the boot, but I haven't got a clue what to do. And I was like, don't mm-hmm. worry, my dad taught me this when I had my first car. Yeah. Now, if I wasn't there, him and his fiance would just would have been stuck on the motorway for probably hours. Yeah waiting for someone that to me is a life skill when I first got my first ever paycheck and it said national insurance x amount tax x amount and I come home and I'll just say I said to my mum like what the fuck is this oh, why, the why is there two different things me. yeah why do I pay tax yeah. that was that was the question for me what does my tax cover why am I getting money taken off of me and then when That's you find out every month well this is it yeah I mean it, obviously <laughs> NHS resurfacing roads your bin collection yeah you know all this stuff so yes fair enough taxes are a good thing believe it or not i know people hate them but let's be honest i quite like my bins getting collected every week i yeah, quite like driving bad, really? i quite like driving on good roads you could argue the roads are shit well well where are they exactly um <laughs> and yeah I, I do quite like the nhs to be honest it's um, all right isn't it like, yeah i mean could be better they do an okay but, job yeah um we are being sarcastic, everyone. Uh, yeah, you know, you're not taught these things. And to be honest, I probably still don't really know what national insurance is. You get given a national insurance yeah. number when you're yeah. 18, maybe yeah. 16. I can't quite I remember. Know. Yeah, um, that's it. You get given your national insurance number. There you go. Do you know yours off by heart? Uh, I'd probably tell you half of it off by heart. Okay. And that's purely just from applying for jobs. Yeah. Um. That I mean, that's it, isn't it? You you don't get taught it. Why don't you get taught it? Pensions, yeah. like you said, what that oh. is possibly one of the most important things in your life. Yeah, is your pension. absolutely. Yeah. And I only started one when I was first at Renishaw. So when I was eighteen, I was there for a year. Uh, had one for about six months when I worked at the pub, and then now I'm back into one at Renishaw, um, yeah. because now they are they're a legal requirement, I think, for everyone. Yeah. For a uh, full-time contract, yeah. Yeah, finally, they are. Yeah. If I didn't have that, so I didn't have one when I was running the pub or anything because that was pre all of that. Yeah. Um. So if the civil service didn't just sign you up for one, I wouldn't have one. Well, well, this is it, and I have no idea how much is in my pension right now. Absolutely no idea. I don't know how I would See, even look at it. I get an annual report from our company provider. Right. Which is a brilliant report because they just do a really high level and they just say, this is what you had last year, which would give you this every month when you retire. This is what is accrued to this year, which means you'll have this every month. That difference, if it builds year on year kind of thing, you're going to end up with X amount. Right. Nice. See, that's that's what you need, isn't it? And yeah. Oh, it's just frustrating. Yeah, I've had this conversation with multiple 17, 18-year-olds and they inform me it's exactly the same still. They don't know mm. how to do this. They don't know how to do that. Um, the whole house buying thing, I was very fortunate that my brother's uh, fiance is an estate agent. Yeah. She helped me out massively. I truly believe 
in the real world, it is who you know, not what you know. 100%. I think kids these days are so scared about not being like educated enough to get a job, so everyone goes to uni. Yeah, no. Every, you know someone. every job I've got is because I've known someone. Yeah. Every job. I still have to apply and get through the interview, but I've only been given an interview because I've known someone. Well, it, best case, like from our experience, when you started working for me at the pub. Yeah, my brother worked there. Yeah, and they were literally like, oh, fuck, we don't have any staff at the moment. We've just done a beer festival. And Jay was like, we'll come and do it. Sam, yeah. no one that works here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. And yeah. then he smashed it for like years. And, and that's it. And if my brother didn't work there, I mean, I know my dad is a regular in there. And that's how I got, actually, my first ever job was walking Jack the Westy at the old <laughs> yeah. spot when I was 13. And that was because my dad goes in the pub every week. And the manager at the time said, I need someone to walk the dog. My dad said, my son will do it. Yeah. There you go. Now I'm earning 20 quid a week. When you're 13, that's you're fucking balling. So you paid you 20 quid a week to walk the dog? Yeah, seven times a week, mind. Every day for an hour. Fucking hell, that's not a bad mind. I know. Oh, yeah, when you're 13. Yeah. That's, that's unreal. Um, And then all of a sudden you go into the big bad world and you start paying tax when you earn over a certain amount. And then, yeah. and then you're just like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, that would only be 16 quid a week if you're getting there. Yeah, quite, and which is a humongous chunk of 20 quid, really. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, very annoying. Taxes, you need to be taught about it. Mortgages, you need to be taught about it. Um. What else? Real life skills. Real life skills. And this goes back to our argument where you should hire people. Washing, that, ironing. What, literally, man. We So, did you do textiles and food technology at school? Yes. Yeah, uh, and uh, was it design technology? So like wood work. Yeah, wood work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mountain Legend. Yeah, hero. Why, in cooking, uh, am I taught how to make a fruit salad and a flapjack, but not like an actual meal? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why in textiles am I taught how to make a pencil case, but not? So, like a patch in some jeans or something that have ripped, yeah, or repair a t shirt or repair a curtain or something like that. Yeah, why, why am I not actually taught shit I'm gonna need to do in real life? In but how do you make kids realize that that is important? Well, that, that is it, yeah, that is ultimately the thing in it. When you're 15, 16, the last thing you want to do is sew a pair of fucking trousers together, and it, but then do they find what they're learning at the moment important? Like, well, that well, this is it, this is the whole argument, you know. Is, edu- like, is education at the moment relevant to the real world, to what you're going to need? It's tough, isn't it? Because I was good at maths. I'm good at maths, still. But, and I'm, I'm in what I do, maths is relevant. So I use maths daily. But do I use everything? No. Do I do trigonometry all the time? No. Do I actually need to know the meaning of pi? No. But I do use maths, so how do they make what is taught accurate to actual real life stuff? Like history, like what you're saying about not knowing about Duke Benham and stuff. I've always been good at history. I've always been interested in history. That's an environmental thing because my nan, who is from South Wales, like was only ever like worked as an admin in offices as a receptionist kind of thing or worked at the post office or that kind of thing. But she loves history. So for a young age, we've always watched history things together, always 
when we were younger, we used to go to history sites with the Dixons, so we went to Killeen and that kind of stuff. I've always made that fun, so I've always enjoyed history. So for me, learning history in school was world class. But that's not the same for everyone. So, so IT, IT is an incredibly applicable subject that everyone should be taught. And we're lucky we were taught. By the time you must have been in primary school, you were probably on it really young. I remember we started using computers in primary school in like year five. Yeah, I think it's about the same for us as well. That is incredibly prevalent. But now get now to, more than ever. When you get to secondary school, I feel like it dropped off a little bit. Oh, it does massively. So uh, I mean, I took business as one of my GCSEs. I wish the, I'd done business. It, it was a BTEC, so there's yeah. no exam. The entirety of my two-year BTEC was on a computer. Yeah. So you need these computer skills, basically, to do your GCSE. Then I took ICT in uh, AS level. Who did you have for IT? Uh, AS, I had uh, Mrs. Cross. Just a short lady with, like, long curly hair. Mate, right, her kid was at training last week. What the fuck? Charlie, I'll point him out to you. Oh, my God. I, he was on my team. Yes. No way. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I coached him under sevens at the club. That's crazy. Her husband was watching us train, actually. I think he's one of the coaches of the 17. Oh, well, she's a That's lovely... That's a complete lady. segue. Yeah, that was. Well, she was a lovely teacher. Um, yeah. I had this justice. Yeah, well, he's a bit hit and miss. But, um, yeah. He, like, he plays cricket. Does he? Yeah, he loves cricket. Nice. But, but yeah, um, IT, so valuable. Excel, Microsoft Word. Excel yeah. is one of the most important things ever. I got an E in my AS ICT, so I decided to drop it for A-level. Yeah. But our whole year was on Excel, and because I just wasn't that um, knowledgeable with it, because I know with Excel there's a lot of codes and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, That's it. I use Excel on a daily basis. I didn't do IT. I wish I had. Yeah, I yeah. teach myself a lot from looking stuff up on Google. Oh on yeah, Excel. man. Excel is so valuable. Um, yeah, IT should be taught now more than ever with technology. Just. Yeah. Really, really should be taught more now than ever. Why does um, everyone have to do drama? I don't. Is it to is it to teach you how to express yourself? Because if it is, it still didn't work. No. So I fucking hated <laughs> drama. Yeah, and I actually had a letter sent home in drama because I went in the teacher decided to um, say that I wasn't putting enough effort in, and um, and I completely remember mum looking at that and going, "Yeah, it's drama." Yeah. <laughs> well where the fuck is that going to get you in life yeah do you know what I mean oh, no, offense, a no, no offence to anyone that does drama but not being funny are you an actor no there you go well that was pointless fucking GCSE you did wasn't it yeah so yeah I feel like I'm trying to summarise the whole thing at school you subjects you should most definitely be taught this is going to be a controversial one mm. I don't think you need English now, the reason I don't think you need English <laughs> is because how the fuck in the real world is me reading a book and then writing about it going to fucking, is going to do anything for me? See, I can see the merits of exactly what you just said, though. I just, I, I mean, and this is a very biased argument because I fucking hated English and I failed it the first time. But I just do not understand... Now more than ever with technology, how often are people writing? I mean, really yeah, yeah. writing. Um, 
I mean, let's just forget about the pandemic we've had. So let's assume people are still working in offices and no one's working at home. Yeah. All you're doing is emailing people. Do you know what I mean? You're but not... See, see, what reading a book and writing about it does is it teaches you how to interpret the information in front of you, regardless of what that is. Very true. It teaches you to interpret it. And your answer to that will demonstrate how good you are at interpreting stuff. Yeah. So in my case, terrible. But... So there, I, I agree there are better ways to do it. There, yeah. there are much better ways to teach that skill than to have you read the colour fucking purple, which I did. I did English literature at A-level. Wow. The colour purple, never read it. Can't recommend it less. But I had to do a book review on it. I didn't read half my books. I was like, no, not going to do it. Yeah. This is, I mean, I never enjoyed reading anyway. I never have done. I, I don't know why. I just never could switch off and just read a book. But... Yeah, maths definitely should be taught. IT definitely should be taught. PE has to be taught because yeah. we are the most because obese. We have an obese nation. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. On the side note of PE, I think knowing what is in food as well. I don't yes. want to like start talking about calories and stuff because we've already covered yeah. that on a different um, podcast. But knowing, actually, physically knowing what you're eating. Yeah. Um, knowing what's what you're putting f- into your body yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what else should be taught catering food tech but it should yeah, be make be- do it better yeah make it better how do you make scrambled eggs do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. basic stuff yeah. like that how do you make your how do you make a lasagna I had to have Patrick show me how to make scrambled eggs I used to scramble my eggs pre- pre-vegan um, in the microwave for like two years which is absolutely <laughs> awful when I think about it and then I ch- I changed to going in a pan and it just revolutionised my life yeah Patrick said every now and then he'd offer me breakfast when I was running the pub because I never liked to make, ask him to make me food because I, you know, that's something that I'm not comfortable doing yeah and uh, one day I was like mate your scrambled eggs are banging show me how yeah but this is it. Like, why in food tech? Like I said, why do I need to know how to make fruit salad and a fucking flapjack? Yeah. Teach me how to make some healthy meals, some good yeah. home cooking. Not Education around food. Right? Yeah. Actually just making it. Give kids a healthy relationship with food, for fuck's sake. Like, Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that should be taught. Wood tech, not massively important. History and geography, make it a general knowledge thing. Yes, completely agree with that. Geogra- Combine them. Geography, how do I find north? How do I find yes. south? How do I read yeah. a map? I know that's yeah. not very important anymore, but when your phone doesn't have any signal and dies, you're yeah. going to need to know. I don't know how to read a map still. If I went no, on the f- fucking SES thing, I'd be shit. Yeah, I don't know how to do a map. No. Shit, I had to do that when we went at the Lake District. Couldn't couldn't even look at it. Like, no. What? Not a clue. How did our parents look at that fucking AA map in the back of their car that was like <laughs> 200 sheets of A4? I just think, yep, yeah, we're there, we need to go here. I don't fucking get it. I think that needs to be taught more in geography. Yeah. The only thing I remember from geography is what a meander was, and that's just a fucking bend in a river. Yeah. I remember making a volcano. Yeah, pretty sure I remember doing that. Science, make it actually, like, make it more general. Make it illegal. I just, I mean... Ban it, ban it, just get rid of it. I know in GCSE it goes more into biology, chemistry, and physics, but... I did biology at A-level. I Bet was you didn't expect that. <laughs> I was gonna do it to partner with PE, 
Yeah, uh, that's why I did it. Then I realised I was shit at science and had to do a B-Tech, so I wasn't allowed. Um, My biology teacher tried to have me thrown out of six one. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I wasn't even a bad kid, man. I didn't have a single detention in the whole of, six, in the whole of school. I didn't either. Snap. Legends. I know, right? Um, good boys. Foreign languages. Where'd you stand on that? Oh, we, oh, see, we've gone well over the time. I know. We'll, we'll talk about this in another subject. In another I think podcast. that we should do more languages. I think we should as well. And you know what? The one thing that pissed me off about the school I went to, your foreign language class, so for us it was French, was decided on your English set. So yeah, yeah, yeah. five sets. I was set three for English, smack bang in the middle, French set three. Fair enough, right? But then when it comes to GCSE, you've got the option to take Spanish. Yeah. Now... When I was at school, if you weren't in set one for French, you weren't allowed to take Spanish at GCSE. Yeah, same. How same. the fuck does that correlate? Because it's ridiculous, mate. How I pick up a language is not determined on my English, no. the subject English ability. It really infuriated me because I really wanted to take Spanish. I can still speak a bit of French because did you have? Were you like gifted and talented? Do you ever have those letters come through? I think we did. Yeah. So I was gifted and talented in history, lol, and uh, French. And I can still speak a bit of French, and I take value in the fact that I've actually retained some of that information. I can count to um, ten and say my name and, you know, yeah, the, the basics. It is embarrassing. Now, I've been to a lot of places in Europe. It is embarrassing how well people in other countries speak English. When I went to Germany, mate, when I've been to Berlin a couple of times, so I think Berlin's a great city. And I love Germans are great as well. The level to which they speak English, and then the amount of people that can't speak German is diabolical. It's embarrassing. It it should be like a national crime. I think every country's second language is English. Yeah, and that that's not colonialism. Not colonialism. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, bring back the empire. Well, yeah. Obviously, things went a lot smoother back then. Um, America being in a much better state than it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it frustrates me. And I mean, the reason I wanted to take Spanish was because it's spoken in so many countries. Yeah. Um, it's just so annoying that I was deprived of that opportunity. I could have been terrible at Spanish and I could have dropped it after <laughs> two weeks. But, but who knows? You weren't given that option. I wasn't given the option to drop it after two weeks. I would have quite liked I, that option. I've been learning Welsh on Duolingo. Nice. Because I'm sure, having just said all that, anyone that would be listening could go... Oh, well, why don't you do it now, then? Yeah. I'm learning Welsh at the moment. Now, I'll tell you what, that's a very bloody hard language. That is not one that rolls off the tongue very easily. Not at all. And I could speak a little bit of Welsh to start with. And I've been around the Welsh language for the entire time I was at uni. <laughs> and I'm sat here trying to do it, like, oh, I can't do this. I'm I... on the phone with my friends that live in West Wales and say, right, get your missus on the phone. <laughs> I need to talk through some stuff. <laughs> I went on Rosetta Stone in the first pandemic, in the first lockdown, sorry, for like two months, teaching myself Spanish. And then yeah. I, I, you had to pay for it after that. And I was like, I'm not, oh. I'm not paying like 20 quid a month to learn Spanish. Get Duolingo. I'm going to have to. Yeah, if you want to like seriously learn one, it's a good app as well. It does yeah. get a bit annoying if you forget to check in and do your lesson because it starts kicking you. Yeah. But no, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, so yeah, foreign languages. I think they should, that should be talk about more my dad had, yeah. my dad had a theory when i was about 15 that we should learn chinese because yeah mandarin's a, like the most spoken language in the world well this is it yeah 
um, but then it's only spoken in China. But then China yeah. has the biggest population in the world, and China make everything. So I can understand yeah. that mass. I can understand where my dad's coming from. But my mum learned German in like the eighties. She learned yeah. German. Can she right. still speak it now? Yeah, a little bit. This is it. It's just so helpful. And not only if you go on holiday, but when you meet people or for work, if you need to travel for work. And yeah, but yeah I would have loved to have taught more foreign languages. Um, I'm trying to think what else I was taught at school that I would have liked more of. But We've been through RE already. Yeah, art. What a load of bollocks art is. Fuck me. I fucking hated art. I was terrible at drawing, and I knew I was from the age of about eight. So yeah. give me the option to never take art at school at all. What is the point? Mr. You're Wall- wasting my time. Mr. Wallace came to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to engage with his class very early on. And we made it fun in other ways, like having Nerf gun fights. Nice. See, yeah. teachers are the unsung heroes. Teachers don't get paid enough. That's a whole other podcast. Um, yeah, if you think teachers got paid more and were given... More kudos, would they all end up being the legends? Very few of them are, kind of thing. Yeah, man. And it is the f- the few teachers at your school that really do make school good. I've seen some teachers. Now, remember Mr. Moore, art teacher? Yep. I saw him in Cribs like two years ago, and he still recognised me, even though I obviously looked like this. Yeah. And he recognised me, and I remember I used to be shit scared of that bloke. Yeah, man. And now he's like my shoulder height kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm like, it's so nice to see these people and actually have a conversation with them. You almost want to say sorry for being a shitbag. Literally, man. I was about to say that. Like, for, So for us, I think the one we'd probably see the most is Sharpie. Old yeah. PE yeah. teacher, because he's involved yeah. with Thursday Rugby Club. And the teachers were one of the main reasons I loved PE so much. Yeah, same, yeah. And like, they are just... They're quality, all of them are just class. Yeah. Whether that's because I have the same thought process or same banter, as it were, around PE teachers, because I'm that's my environment as well. Yeah. I don't know, but they made me... That's the reason I got an A in GCSE PE. Yeah. I know a lot of it was practical, but at the same time, you still have to do the theory side of it. Yeah. But they make it interesting. They relate it to you. You know. So in A-level, you've got to learn all the muscles. Yeah. Well... For me, that would be like, oh, right, so what muscles am I using when I'm going into a scrum then? What muscles am I using when I'm throwing a ball in cricket? Yeah. You know, all the bones and stuff like that. The, the select few teachers that make school worthwhile, fuck me, if those teachers weren't around, Jesus Christ. I've still got Mr. Hagen on Facebook. Nice. Um, Mrs. Bagnall. Yeah. She's my head of year all the way through. Nice. So I got her, yeah, I got her on there. Um, yeah, I've got a few, actually. Who was that? Was he an IT chief? Teacher Andy Burkett. Yeah, comes in the yeah. pub. Yeah, he added me when they were coming in the pub, and obviously we knew a lot of the teachers. We used to see them a lot because they used to come in the pub, didn't they? Yeah, always. Uh, so he never actually taught me, but I've got him on Facebook. He's a real nice guy. He's a good teacher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think um. I think kids should be given the option to. I think the curriculum needs to be tailored to actually deliver. People who are serviceable to society. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Not just it's You're like just a fucking information. It is, yeah. It literally is. Sit down, listen to what I'm saying, write it down. There you go. Is GCSE. Most of the stuff that they teach you isn't good for anything apart from a pub quiz. <laughs> literally, man. And I only get my general knowledge from quiz shows or pub quizzes. Uh, I only do well in pub quizzes because I'm friends with Kit. 
Yeah, and he is a fucking genius, man. He is a fucking genius. Uh, but yeah, I think that ends it pretty well. Um, please, anyone, give me your opinion. I'll put another thing out on Insta um, about <laughs> what you want to be taught more about and what you want us to talk about next week. I don't know. And what if we... we triggered you with anything we've just said, I'm, I am now interested in having had discussions yeah. recently with people who disagree with me. Quite a lot of people that follow the Instagram page as well are currently at university as well, and a lot of people we know are currently at university. So yes, that'd be interesting to find out. Um, trying to think what else now. Unfortunately, there's no one night stand stories this week. It's been a real shame. Um, oh no! Come on! I know you've people got are... one yourself. Have I? On your birthday night. Oh Christ! Well. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna cut this off the end now well yeah look, end podcast there no <laughs> it was the the classic example of you go out you have a few beers oh classico and then you just text someone you up with a question mark booty call and that was me last week on my birthday <laughs> um terrible i know um it's only first your birthday yeah exactly i was owed that um I have to probably think that was it, really. Local business shout-out of the week. Don't really know how to give it to, to be honest. I'm just happy to be having my haircut again. Oh, mate, I'm happy to be having my haircut. So, thank you, Stuart and Tom. Also, how nice is our gym? Oh, man, it's so nice. It's so nice. And what's even nicer Um, uh, is people are still joining up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, loads of people. It's not just us from the rugby club. It's literally people are walking past going, oh, I might pop med in there. And then... You get told we've got a personalized app with all of our workouts on, what our warm up has to be, what our rest time is. Every single day, new conditioning gets put on the blackboard they got in there for us to do. Yeah. Um. There's a Facebook page for us, which will I think he said next week we'll have all our nutritional information going on. Yeah. It really is just so nice to have the gym back, man. Yeah. I can't. Explain how local business shout out is well done to every local business. Yeah, quite quite literally, man. The ones that have managed to stay open um, Mm. has been well. It's been world class. It's so nice to get back out there and look forward to the bank opening. Actually, the bank cafe. I can't wait. Yeah, they've got rumor has it they've got a new menu coming out. They're doing burgers and chips, more stuff like that now. Not just brunch food. Uh, I'm a fan of a good burger. Yeah, they're revamping at the moment, so they're painting inside, varnishing the floor, getting a new kitchen. So hopefully they'll be open in a couple of weeks' time. All oh, right, I quite liked it in there before, so I'm interested to see what they're doing. Yeah, hopefully they keep the same rustic look. Um, My boss from work is also excited for when it opens because we did a, a day in there working. Nice. Um, in when it opened in between the bits, and um, yeah, it was brilliant. Nice. Well, there we go. Thank you everyone for listening. Hope everyone's. Doing well. Hope everyone's enjoying the restrictions being lifted as much as we are. Getting boozed as much as we are. Having hangovers as oh, bad as ours. Um, and on that let's note, do something different next weekend. Oh, God, yeah. Let's maybe stay in or just go for food. That'd be, that'd, let's go for a walk. That'd be quite nice. Yeah, let's go for a walk. Actually, the weather's meant to be good again, I think. So yeah. maybe we'll do that. But anyway, thank you to everyone listening. Uh, goodbye. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Peace. <laughs> Bye.